Episode 2, podcast number 2 of the insane ramblings of crazy old men where Mike, Ray and Buster go to the fisheries wharf yet again. Are you recording? Yeah. I've got a little story to tell you. Oh, okay. okay. Can I have one of your feds just while yeah, I'm... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Just, uh, so there's a... Can I just say, if you lean in closer to the microphone, it just makes it a little bit easier. Not that close. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a chap. Mm. Young chap, about 28, 29, quite a smooth chap, he's got a good job. Yeah. And he's engaged. So I'm fascinated that you can never light a cigarette. <laughs> and this, sure. this this chap is engaged to a really beautiful girl round about is this a joke? 24, 25. Um, and he gets on well with her family, you know, they've set the wedding date and everything. Mm. The one drawback is this girl has got a really gorgeous sister. So we're about 21 or 22. Mm. And, yeah. and she's she's always like winking at him and stuff like this. So he's uh, he's a bit disconcerted about this. Anyway, shortly before the wedding, he's at he's at his place like <coughs> watching a bit of TV, music on, this sort of stuff. And he gets a phone call from the young sister. Yeah. And she says I'm home alone and something's gone wrong with the washing machine. I wonder if you can come round and fix it, you see. So he hops in the car. It's better not be a joke. Hops in the car, mm. goes round, and she's there. She says, actually, she says, the washing machine's fine, she said, but, you know, I've always fancied you, and I just think before you get married, you just need a fling. Yeah. So I'm going to go upstairs to my bedroom, take all my clothes off, and lie on the bed, mm. and um, pop up. Right, so this is a so, true story. Yeah. So the yeah. guy turns round and walks out the front door to mm. his... And when he gets outside the front door, there's his fiance there and all the family and they're all clapping and cheering. Uh, and they're saying, Fantastic, you know, pass your, you pass the test, that's you're awesome, you are definitely the right man to marry our daughter. And the moral of the story is always keep your condoms in your car. Well, I think what I did last night, I sort of Rupert came round, which was great, and I decided we'd go somewhere different. So there's a place called the Bull Rodizio. Have you ever heard of it? It's in Apsley. And Tracy had told me that um, someone who worked, well, these guys who work for a company, they're always down there and they're always eating down there. So I thought, well, I'll give it a go. I thought it was a steakhouse, the Bull Rodizio. It looks like a steakhouse. But isn't isn't the warning, the warning flag, it's in Apsley. Uh, well, yeah, exactly right. Anyway, I, went, I parked in the car park, and then I came in, and then there's either a pub on the one side, which it looks a bit dodgy, or the restaurant that you go down like this narrow little hallway to get to. And on the way down, there's a, like a TV screen on the, on the wall, and you have to plug in the uh, registration of your car. And at that particular point, I thought, oh, no, this is going to be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. but, I, but Rupert was with me, so I persevered. Anyway, after a lot of thought and deliberation, I put the registration number of the car in this machine and it told me I was registered. That's good. So I walked in. Then there was this, there was this like gay guy, um, young gay guy with blonde hair, 
And he said, have you ever been here before? <laughs> I said, uh, no. I said, what have you got? You know, where's the menu? He said, oh, no, no, no. You have 14 meats. I said, what? He said, you have 14 meats. Or you could have the premier. We could have unlimited meats. I looked at Rupert. I haven't got the faintest idea what he was talking about. But Rupert presumably knew. No, Rupert hadn't got a clue either. He was looking at me. We were both the trendy guy. Anyway, I didn't know there was no menu. There was no choice of menu at all. And then he said, over there, he said, it's the buffet. You can have anything you want, but don't have too much. He said, because you've got your 14 meats coming. I looked over at the buffet and it's got, you know, the usual couscous and lettuce and stuff like that. And my heart dropped because, you know, I'm not very keen on... <laughs> I'm helping myself. Well, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm not really keen on buffets. I don't like the idea of standing up and queuing and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, I thought I'll study. So I said I'll have a bottle of Malbec. I thought that might, you know, drown our sorry. So that went up to the buffet, got my couscous and got me um, like little boiled potatoes and lettuce. I didn't get any lettuce actually. The Greens will be proud of you. Yeah, <laughs> they would. Just trying to think where else. In the buffet, there was like stewed meat in the buffet and fried bananas. There's a lot of stuff. Anyway, I sat down, but I deliberately had only a quarter of my small plate filled with some sort of stuff that I got at the buffet. So the bottle of wine came round and I was eating my couscous and stuff and I was thinking, oh, I, just, I, just wanna, I just want a meal. I just want a normal meal, you know. Anyway, the next thing I know, it's this big guy comes up with a stick, literally, <laughs> it's a stick, right? And on the stick, it's like, well, it's like you'd cooked an animal over a fire in the jungle. It was that sort of look to it. And he had a, like, a little metal plate, which he put down on the table, and on the metal plate, he put the end of the stick, and then he had this massive knife, and he, he started slicing a bit of this meat off. It wasn't a big fat bit of meat, it was like a little bit of meat. So he started slicing it off, and then... It's cappuccino? Uh, yes, him. please. Have you ever been to the Bull Reduzio in Apsley? In Apsley? Yeah. No, I don't know, but I heard that they do good steak. Well, but I don't eat meat, no. so... Oh you, oh, you don't eat meat? <laughs> you don't want to go there? <laughs> I probably don't want to go. You, I was just saying to my friend here, I won't bore you with the whole story, but they, they all they do is they serve meat, which is so obviously no good to you. But they don't just serve it like on a plate, like a steak. They come around with these sticks and they slice the meat and then... Wow. And then they keep going and going and going. Uh, I'll tell you the story later. But they they give you 14 different meats. What? Yeah, I only thought there were. No, like, no, there were 14 different meats. Well, <laughs> no, no, nobody, not here anyway. Nobody Kangaroo, wants 14 zebra. different meats at the same time. No, do they? it doesn't sound appealing at all. No, it wasn't. If you're non vegetarian mates, say, I want to go to the Bull Rodizio, warn them off. Okay, I will. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. No, no, it's a pleasure. <laughs> anyway. So, well, I've sort of given you the gist of it because he came around with one, you just get a slice of meat, right? And then he's, he can't speak English, he's Portuguese, I'll find out later he's Portuguese. He goes, oh, 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 oh. And then he points at these tongues that are on the, so I get the idea that I have to get these tongues and I have to pull this bit of meat off. So now I've got like quarter of a plate of like vegetables, so called couscous or whatever. And I've got like one sliver of meat on my plate. And I'm thinking, what the bloody hell? So I have another glass of <laughs> Malbec. About five minutes later, the guy comes back and he's got another stick with a different sort of meat. I said, what's that? And he said, it's um, bread. I said, what? What sort of meat is that? He said, bread. So I sliced it off and then he put it on my plate and it was bread. 
and I thought I'd been chipped. 14 meats. One of them <laughs> is bread. Is <laughs> bread. Yeah, and I could have got bread at the buffet. They had bread at the buffet. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I had not labour the points, but I had to go through about an hour of him and some other guy who looked like Sweeney Toss. You know, he had a massive great machete thing. All going round, slicing off these slivers of meat. It reminded me, do you remember in the old days, you had to cook your own meat? <laughs> what do you mean in the old days? You do now. No, I'm talking well, about... Well, do. No, well, no, they had it on the table. You remember dinner parties, they had it on the table. It's like little oh, oil you thing. Mean, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. What's it called? Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I can remember going round to Andy and Chris's and having that. Yeah, it was all very sophisticated. You had a stick and you had to get a piece, a, lot, a little square of meat and you had to cook it over this like Cause, <laughs> candle because I remember we um, Francis and I we were invoking them at the time and I think we upset them because we used to either go to theirs or they'd come to us and we went round to theirs and they did thin strips of steak in this cooking yeah, room thing. that's right and uh, you know it was all very sophisticated and they came round to ours at the time, we were into spicy food, so I'd make a I'd made a really good chili. Francis had made her own garlic bread. She'd made her own stuff you make with it, that dip you make with avocado. She'd made her own hummus. You know, it's really yeah, it's we've gone to a lot of trouble to make it. Yeah, but they were sort of looking down their nose. Oh, you know, we give you steak in this nice fancy, and you give us chili. Well, I always thought the amount of energy you got out of one of those little cubes of meat that yeah. you had to cook yourself it was less than the amount of energy you took to actually well, I was cook so, it and eat I it. I was so hungry that night after Andy's and uh, Chris's night with the thing that uh, we stopped on the way back to get fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> on the edge of Reading. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's interview one was that that was on Tuesday. Oh. I tell you what, I wish they'd let it drop. It was on the radio again this morning, and it's it's not that I'm saying it's fantastic, but I just think you're innocent until you prove guilty. Yeah. And everyone's, you know, all these left wing people. I think there's no doubt he's guilty. It's just he hasn't well, really. I, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. You know, also, they're castigating him because he had that bloke as a friend, but do you turn your back on their friends if they're having a hard no, time? I think that's a good point. I don't think you do. I think you have to these days, though. No, I don't think you is. do. Well, I don't think you do. I, I, I think you can still say, in all my dealings with him, he seemed like an upright standing bloke. Yeah. Fun. Maybe a bit crazy at times, maybe like the drink a bit much. But all I can say is my dealings with him. And if people start saying, yeah, but don't you think what he did was wrong? I think I'd say, well, if it's proved, yes, of course it's wrong. If it's proved, are you finishing all my toast? Oh, Jesus, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd say, but again, you're making a presumption of guilt. And if you're wrong, the guy can take a legal case against you and me if I aid and abet you. So I think you've got to be really careful before these things have come to court because Epstein's thing has not yet come to court. 
I think when someone's dead, you can say what you like about them. The writers can still... And where Prisenzer went wrong, though, was he should have said something like, if these allegations are true, yeah. my heart... Well, my heart goes out to the victims, anyway, of these, of these terrible things that Mr Epstein... The supposed victims. Because mm. we have had cases, you know, like... There's been rape cases, like that woman in, in London that claimed this guy had raped her. And when I got hold of her mobile phone, they found all these messages she sent to him afterwards. Yeah. Saying, what a wonderful time, I do love having sex with you, and this sort of stuff. And she admitted she made it up because he, he dumped her. So it does happen. And I, I just think, the law of the land says you're innocent until you're proved guilty. It's a very contentious issue, isn't it? What about Donald Trump? He's going through a bit of a hard time. I just think they're all... It seems to be, if you don't like the person, then they're guilty. Yeah. Giving that toast raise is mildly. Anyway, how are you feeling today? Yeah. I didn't eat much yesterday. I just had three... I just had one and a half round of sandwiches. Well, I had 14 meats. I might have mentioned it before. Mm. And the bedroom last night was like a gas chamber.
episode two, podcast number two, of the insane ramblings of crazy old men, where Mike, Ray and Buster go to the fisheries wharf yet again. Test, 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 test. Episode number two, podcast number two, where Mike, Buster and Ray go down to the fisheries wharf again. <laughs>